0: Hey, guys, this is Tina Recklage, and you're listening to the Grow & Go podcast, the show about growing, challenging, and encouraging each other to dig deeper than the social norms. Let's grow and go together. guys, and welcome back to the Grow and Go podcast. I am so pumped for this week's episode because I have not one, but two guests on this episode, and it's going to be dope. Um, I have two of my friends on here, Peyton and Mia Leone. They are sisters. They are two of my closest friends and two people I love so much. Um, I had the privilege of working beside both of them in youth ministry, uh, worship ministry, and just overall walks of life. We are really close friends and we hang out almost every, every month we always find some way to catch up. And this was one of those times. And so I thought, Hey, why don't we have an awesome conversation that we've been talking about for a year? And it's how to love people without an agenda. And this is something that I think is like one of the main reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is because when we love people without an agenda, it gets us not from loving them because we have to, but loving them because we get to. Um, and I think that's one of the awesome things about talking about this and relating to who God thinks of us, because he doesn't have to love us. He gets to love us. He wants to love us. So I don't want to take any more time away because this conversation was so awesome. Every time I listen to it, I find some little nugget of wisdom that I always like, he didn't hear the first time, didn't hear the second time. And I think overall, this conversation is really going to bless you. And I think it's really going to benefit um, just the way we love people, the way we love people without an agenda. So I don't want to take any more time. Here's the conversation that we had. Dear Heavenly Father. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh,
1: like, oh okay. we got to do an embarrassing can story.
2: Can oh, <laughs> by the dawn? No. We gotta you do do gotta do, do an embarrassing story. We all do. We all, all okay, three did of you
3: us. you already do
0: yours. No, we okay. didn't right, start it yet. So I
3: dated right. This guy.
0: <laughs> okay, so embarrassing story of the week. Peyton, you're first.
3: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> you, you,
2: bro. You definitely have some.
3: I don't even know. I see. I don't mm. really. I blocked them all out. Mia, can you?
2: I'm Trying to recall one.
3: Yeah, I feel like I have so many, but. Mm because I have so many that people just to don't like. like think about them.
2: Well, I can go first while you're thinking if you yeah, like. Yeah, that'd be Do great. It. Okay. So, this past weekend I was at a winter retreat in Jones, Michigan, and I decided to buy a hammock because I really wanted one for the summer for college, like a cute hammock, you know? But it's winter, obviously, so there's nowhere to hang up a hammock. Right. So, <laughs> I went back to the cabin. There were bunk beds and they were like made out of steel. <laughs> and I hang up the hammock, <laughs> I like string. So one bunk bed was, like, vertical like this, and then the other one was, like, hor- horizontal like that. So I tied them to each other, and I was chilling, you know? Yeah. I was laying there. I was having a good time. Well, so how it laid out was the bunk bed on the right side had two girls in it, so I was fine. The bunk bed on the left side had two girls, but they were both on the bottom bunk. So it was fine because the weight was even, but both of the girls on that bottom bunk decided to get up at the same time. (laughs) So the weight was suddenly really off balance, and the next thing I knew, this steel bunk bed was just tipping over onto my hammock. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's amount of fear that your just, like... life flashed before your eyes. <laughs> in the form of a steel bunk bed. It was atrocious.
0: Did you fall on the floor then?
2: I did. <laughs> was the uh, hammock okay? <laughs> the hammock is okay. Okay. I'm <laughs> glad for your concern. But everyone, like, rushed to the side. Like, um, there was a guy that was in our cabin. And he, like, dove in front and, like, caught it while it was, like... It, like, hit me in the head. But it didn't <laughs> crush me completely. It's <laughs> so for the rest of the day I was like a little off balance Yeah. Like, later that day I was playing air hockey with my friend completely missing the puck by oh, <laughs> like, no. like 8 inches every time oh my time. gosh
0: story goes on
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: alright Payton your turn <laughs>
2: I don't even. That, I that don't sucks. Even I don't even know how to top that. It's,
0: like it's funny because we didn't even know that story. That we, like you just came back from camp and
2: it <laughs> happened like a day ago. Oh man.
3: <laughs> we
0: we said me how's camp and hit record and that's what happened.
2: Oh man.
3: I really I, I don't even know Ooh. where to begin. I don't know
2: like what's, what. Do you remember that um that game night with Jake? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, um,
3: this throws it back to my senior year of high school. Um, If my first boyfriend is hearing this, uh, don't think you ever would, but, like, sorry. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so, I was dating a guy at this time, and he invited me over to his house to go, like, play, like, board games or whatever, and it was going to be really fun, and he's like, hey, uh, my friend is over right now, so if you want, you can bring your sister, and it'll be really fun, and the four of us can, like, hang out and play board games. And his sister said yes. And it,
0: which is you.
1: Which is yeah. me. Okay, and good. And so
3: my sister, which is Mia, who is sitting across from me right now, was a homie and said, yeah.
1: because
3: Yeah, just, you know, extra clarity. clarity. yeah. Got gotcha. you. Um, so we we're on Peyton the way there, and we get a text from this guy, and he was like, yeah, so my friend decided he had to go.
2: So... It was me, it was Peyton, and her boyfriend. <laughs> and, in the the, house. and my boyfriend's dad. And her boyfriend's dad. <laughs> and so it led to me absolutely whooping all of them in Scrabble. Well, no, you have to give some more background to this. Who's story.
0: Whose embarrassing story is this? Yours or <laughs> this hers?
2: Is, this is definitely Peyton's. Why okay. well, well, I mean, are you telling it? Because you're forgetting the most important details that the power was going in and out. So we couldn't watch a movie. Oh. So we were stuck playing board games with us... <laughs> the boyfriend and their dad. Oh, yeah, I forgot about
3: that. <laughs> I was going to say, he's not the type to ever just, like, want to sit and play Scrabble. So, I yeah, that makes sense.
1: Hmm. Um, but anyway, So the power was
3: going in and out. Yeah. Moral okay. of the
2: story, I am the ultimate homie. You really, you <laughs> really was in that
3: moment. Uh, yeah, so thanks. Because yeah. who would
0: have been the third wheel if it was just you, your boyfriend, and his dad? You know, like... <laughs> His dad and the son already knew each other, and then there's you <laughs> and the boyfriend. You know, like yeah. No, well, I
2: knew I knew karate. my boyfriend, so basically, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was a weird Me time. you out. Got <laughs> <off. Me laughs> Came
0: and clutch.
2: All right,
0: uh, Tanner. Oh shoot. Okay, so mine was, um, dude. Okay, you so way
2: too many to I, not come up I with I one. I know, literally.
0: <laughs> um, so this happened like I, actually this came on my like Snapchat memories like yesterday. So a year ago, yesterday, (laughs) (laughs) um, I was trying to impress Logan, my brother, and my brother-in-law, Chad, um, with with this box of cigars I had. (laughs) And so I was like, hey, you know, my sister and my mom, everybody left. And I was like, hey, guys, I got this box of cigars. Like, let's smoke a couple, you know, like I want to impress them. And so I got the box of cigars out. I like put it on the table. I open it up. I have, like, the little clippers for it, too. And I'm like, no. here, I got a lighter for you guys, too. And so we're all outside smoking these cigars. And uh, it's, like, my first time smoking with them ever. And Logan and, and Chad obviously have had cigar stuff before, right? Or, like, you know, have smoked before. Yeah. And uh, and so it was funny because then I'm, like, like, inhaling this cigar. And then all of a sudden, like, I, like – breathe in and it like went in my lungs and if like you know like you're not supposed to like inhale cigar right so all of a sudden I'm like (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) and like I start like freaking out cough wise and so then I'm like guys I need to lay down (laughs) and I was like the whole time I was trying to impress them like hey like I'm the cool brother that has the cigars and all of a sudden I just start like (coughs) (laughs) like and I had to lay down for like three hours and I was so embarrassed and like Logan comes up in my room. And is like, "Hey, dude, you okay?" I'm like, it was just," and I was like crying because I'm like, "I just wanted to impress you." Guys. You're like, can,
2: "Can I have a juice box?" Sorry, can, I'm you give, a
0: little... can you give me some Tylenol? Yeah. Um, so it was bad, and I haven't smoked a cigar since. I
2: <laughs> What'd you do with the rest of the cigar? It's still in my
0: box. <laughs> So that's how just it went. I'm just sitting
2: there reminding you daily of daily the my you mistake, made.
0: yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Go back to Failures and Final, oh,
2: <laughs> Episode
0: man. 2. Oh, man.
3: Okay, anyway. So for the next part of the podcast, we're all going to smoke the cigar. <laughs> we're all going to
0: smoke the cigar that I brought. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Your audience is so unimpressed. Yeah, they're right like, now. oh my gosh,
0: I thought this was a Christian podcast. <laughs> all right, anyway. Okay, so. Thank you for sharing the embarrassing stories. That's the worst part of the show. <laughs>
1: Great. But
0: now we're on the topic of how to love people without an agenda, mm-hmm. which, I like, th- this conversation has been, like, pretty, like, we've had this conversation for, like, a year, yeah. you know? like, um, But I guess, like, for context, to start it off, I wanted to ask, because I was, I was asking Peyton this earlier, like, you guys grew up in a Christian household, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. you guys have been to Christian school, like, Peyton is in a Christian college, um, like, et cetera, like that. What do you think it's like, or what has, like, the world taught you in regards to, like, your Christian worldview about loving people the way God wants us to? Like, what has that looked like? Like, what have you done? What has been your mindset in regards to that?
2: For me, at least, like, growing up in a Christian school system, the biggest thing that, like, I caught on to the teachers was because... They were very loving. They were very caring and like they really like were intentional about us, but it was completely out of obligation mm. according to scripture as their interpretation of it. Right. It's not they didn't act like it was because they wanted to or because they were like reaching out to like kids who were like looking for like someone to, you know, like emotionally attach themselves to. It was because they felt like obligated to because God loves us, so they're like, well, we have to now, which mm. is obviously true. But <clears throat> I think that when it comes to loving people, there shouldn't always be, like, a reason why. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. So, to piggyback off that, I think
3: I think it's very easy to view God's command to love others as a command. And I think very yeah. easily we do. But we, we forget that it's, like, it's a privilege. Yeah, an yeah. opportunity. Like, I don't know. I, I say this to people a lot. But like, I'm the kind of person that things, things and people just matter to me like Mm -hmm. I love to see the good in everyone and it's one of my greatest joys to like get to learn about new people and it just I don't know it's so awesome and there's so much good in people to be found and I think when we view God's command to love as a command rather than an opportunity or an honor then we miss the point completely yeah
0: Yeah. has that always been like something that like you always had that thought of like I'm gonna love people because I get to or like because obviously, like, we all have people in our lives who are kind of annoying, right? Yeah. And Like, I can think of, like, five on the top <laughs> yeah. of my head right now, you know? But, yeah, like, we all.
1: because I have to. Right? Yeah.
0: But it's like, uh, we have that mindset of, like, I want to love them, but at the same time, like, I don't. Because they're annoying, and if I get close, then I'm just going to get annoyed, and then it'll become, like, a forced love. Yeah. So, like, have you always had that mentality of, like, I just want to love people because they're people, or yeah. has it always um, been, like, a... It
2: is like, it's, like, like an an exercise thing for you. Like, do you find difficulty in that, or did you find well, difficulty getting to that point?
3: I think it's the kind of thing, I don't know, like a lot of things in my life, I feel like it just sort of happened, and I just kind of rolled with it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, as a little kid, I wasn't really good at relating to people. Like, I was super awkward. I was kind of socially inept, as Mia can vouch for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I have to laugh at myself because I'm just keeping really- that part in <laughs> Please do um as a kid, I just didn't super like love who I was as a person because i didn't really i didn't know how to reach out to people or make friends, and so I was left a lot of time feeling alone because I didn't really know how to reach out and so as I got older and as I learned what it looked like to reach and to learn about people and to listen better, I realized I didn't ever want to leave somebody feeling alone because. Mm. I just didn't see that they didn't know how to reach, and so I don't know it, it was hard because a lot of my life I did kind of feel sometimes a little bit alone, but because of that, I've learned that I don't ever want to make a person feel lonely like
1: yeah.
2: i want to be I want to be a friend to all, yeah, and so I think that yeah. as human beings, we all have this natural driven drive for attention some greater than others but it's like we oh, yeah. all we all want to feel noticed we all want to feel reached we all want to feel loved mm-hmm. and I think that for people that grew up like with kind of a lack of that they like crave that even more yeah. mm-hmm. but they're like I've had it so many times in my life where it's like I felt that genuine love and then Slowly as the years go on, you can tell how much a person truly, like, is loving on you just because they want to by how long they stick by your side. Mm -hmm. I feel like a more shallow and inadequate kind of, like, loving on people, like, it'll very much, like, just, you know, run away at the first sign of trouble. Or it's, like, when Mm -hmm. something happens and it's, like, they're suddenly not there for you anymore. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Have you ever, like, questioned, like, your own, like, motives in regards to, like, Mm. if you genuinely love people? Or if you love people because of, uh, like, you like you want to come, like, obviously, like, there's people that, like, I see at church on Sunday mm-hmm. who are, like, I'll go up to them, I'll make small talk, I'll talk to them, like, I'll say I love them, but at the end of the day, do I, like, care enough to, like, reach out to them outside of church, yeah. outside of seeing them out of a, pro, out of, a like, an obligation?
1: Yeah.
0: Do you ever, like, find yourself, like like, questioning, like, do I actually love this person or am I loving them for the sake of, you know...
2: I think that if you have to question that about a specific person, that kind of shows what kind of love you're displaying to that person. Right. Because I feel like if it's a genuine love, it shouldn't be something that you're asking yourself. But I've also had to face both of those cases. For me, um, I very like quickly can slip into like a prideful mindset, or it's like mm. I'm loving this person because I want to see other people witness that, and I want to see – like, just it's very convicting about how I want – other I want to be perceived as something. As someone that's loving rather right. than, like, someone who just sits in the background and loves deeply and loves hard but loves quietly. Right. Mm.
0: Yeah, because loving people isn't always – it doesn't have to be loud. Yeah. Like, that's, dude, like, spot mm-hmm. on exactly what I struggle with, too. Of Like, I want to be perceived as someone who's loving, someone who would be like, oh, my gosh, Tanner is, like, you know, he loves everyone. Like, yeah. you know, my Instagram bio is, like, love God, love people. But, like, how often am I actually loving people mm-hmm. yeah. for the sake of, hey, like –
2: just because
0: you are a person, and mm-hmm. like I love you, regardless if I agree with you or regardless if you're annoying or not, like that is something that's just I don't know. Pete, do you like relate to that too, or like?
3: Yeah, I think I don't know. I'm. I think because I'm so quick to just be like, oh, everything is so good and so fun. I just kind of think that about the way I love people. But there have been times when I've really sat down. I'm like, okay, I say I love this person because I see a lot of good in them, and because like I like. Have, like I like to have fun with them and it's a good time but like yeah. okay what like what more than that like mm-hmm. hmm. there's more I think there's more to loving people than making them happy and you making and then making you happy yeah and I think that's what shows like real real love is when you're not necessarily happy like and you're carrying each other and you see growth and you wrestle with yeah. things
2: True love is very, this isn't just like romantic, but in relationships and friendships and family settings, love is selfless. Mm -hmm. Love is doing something for another person out of complete inconvenience for yourself because it conveniences them and that's what it's all about. And I think that the way to truly love people is that that looks different for every individual. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. no like patterned way that works for everyone on how to make someone feel loved because... I mean, like, I don't know if, like, because there's five him. love languages, too, exactly. Right? Yeah, I was just gonna Ooh, bring that those. up. I don't know what your love languages are, but mine is quality time and words of affirmation, right? Whereas patents could be like physical touch and acts of service. So it's like, mine could be gifts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my get me stuff, <laughs>
0: get me stuff, flipped. and we're good.
3: We are. My first is words of affirmation, and I'm tied with quality time. Okay, that makes
2: sense now. I'm like sixty forty, but um. Uh. Anyway, so it's uh, I numbers was actually, are numbers. <laughs> anyway, the really mitochondria have. is the powerhouse <laughs> of the cells. Stop. <laughs> but um I was just talking about this with Peyton, in kind of regards to the way that our parents love each other, like have recently like mm. um, reached out and tried to love each other, mm. um, and one person could be giving all of the love that they have and the way that they like to be perceived but if that person doesn't receive it in the same way mm-hmm. they're gonna feel absolutely nothing right because there's no communication between that
0: yeah yeah and like it's so funny how like the way that we want to be loved we automatically get in this mindset of like oh that's the way other people like to be loved too yeah, yeah. like that's i love i'm a words guy like yeah. i love encouragement like tell me you know tell me like
2: give you compliments give me compliments
0: God. tell me like <laughs> That I'm worth, you know, I'm worthy and that, you know, different things like that. And I could easily pass on that encouragement to, like, Peyton and say, Peyton, like, I just want, yeah. you know, like, love you, love your heart, blah, blah, blah. And she could just see that as, like, oh, thanks, but not, like, that's not the way
2: But if you're not, you are not love like, me. Right. And, right. and her top one is quality time. If you're not, like... Putting that time into like being there with her, like crying with her, rejoicing with her. It's yeah. like yeah. she's not going to feel that. No matter how much you might say that to her, she's not going to receive it if right. Right. that's not the way that she can. Not
0: everybody needs to be encouraged.
2: And I know? see this play out like with my other love languages. Like,
3: like for example, like my third one is like physical touch. Like if you're, wait, like, how was I going to put this? Oh, like. I like I love hugs. I love like I'm just a touchy-feely person. I love like just hugging my friends and like cool stuff like that. But if you come up to me and then hug me and just
2: like leave and you don't want to spend any time with me, I'm like, oh, it's it's about the balance in each other. Excuse me. And one thing that I've noticed too is like mine tend to like flip flop based in the mood that I'm in. Like if I am if like I'm upset and really saddened, I do not want to be touched. I don't want to be hugged. I don't want to be held. But I need someone to still be there, spending that quality time with me, affirming me, like, you are doing the right thing, you are going to be okay. Mm -hmm. But, like, when I'm rejoicing and when I'm happy and I'm in a really good mood, I'll give you a high five, I'll give you a hug, like, whatever. Like, that's when my physical touch can, like, really, like, um, excel. So, Mm -hmm. and I think that one thing that I've really, like, am proud of that I've gotten to learn is, like, how to read people. Mm -hmm. Because if you completely, like, read somebody the wrong way it'll just throw off everything that you're trying to give yeah, like, yeah. in regards to loving them so mm-hmm.
0: i see like a theme too in this conversation of like key of loving other people is also recognizing how we love ourselves too
2: mm-hmm. and
0: like obviously like i said earlier like i need in words of encouragement and mm-hmm. i need quality time I need physical touch. I need gifts, um, but like <laughs> give me presents. <laughs> give me a, pre- give me an iPad, and we're good. No,
1: Apple do my Apple Watch. <laughs> <new> Apple Watch. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I fixed my Apple Watch. I broke <laughs> my Apple Watch fell on the floor like two weeks ago, completely smashed, and I had to pay a couple hundred out of pocket, and it sucked. Mm. But it's one of those things where like the reason like I once heard a quote that was like. In order to love people, we need to love ourselves first. Mm-hmm. And, like, we can't love people and hope that we love ourselves along the way. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. we have to have that firm, founda- firm foundation of, like, I have to have an appreciation for who I am before mm-hmm. I can appreciate who other people are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, going back into that theme of, like, loving people mm-hmm. and, like, obviously we need to love ourselves first. Like, that's the first central thing. And I don't think that can be, like, what other people do for us. But, like, where do we find our identity? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. But how do we, like, take what who we are mm. and then apply it to, like, who God says they are? Mm. You know, like, because mm. <clears throat> obviously annoying people are annoying people, but annoying people at the end of the day are still God's children.
2: Annoying yeah. people are still made in the image of God. Yeah. yeah. So I think that for me, um, well, like you were saying, you obviously can't pour from an empty cup. So you need to constantly yeah. be filling your – like, it's an input-output kind of thing, like if you remember that from elementary math or whatever. But it's like as you're pouring into other people, you need to be pouring into yourself equally or maybe even a bit more, depending on um, whatever season you're in. But I think that in regards to loving people, we are called to because everyone is God's, is made in God God's image. Right. They are God's children. They are God's creation. Um, so just, like, doing that out of respect for our Lord is my biggest thing, so.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. To piggyback off that, I think, like, it's also important to not, like, ask more of yourself than you're able to give. Mm. Like, I, I will tire myself out running to the ends of the earth caring for people because I yeah. just, I love people that much. But I can't always ask myself to do that and, like, not be filling myself up. And, like, one thing that I've realized is, like, sometimes there are times when you have to say no to fill yourself so that you can be able to fill someone up for the next time. And, like, I always feel really guilty saying no to things, like, when people need help from me. But I think an important part of loving is having the healthy boundary mm. and the ability to say no. Yeah. So say no to like like if you like if you are feeling empty and you're like okay there's nothing that I can give right now, mm-hmm. I think it's better and more wiser. right. It's more right towards that person to say, look, I have nothing to give right now. Let me fill myself up so that I can help you better next time. And then making good on that promise as well. Do
0: you think like, that we have to give people love to like love them?
3: No. I mean, wait, what are you asking? I'm are not you, questioning you. I no. think
0: more so of like, do you think like we have to be a hundred percent like ready to love people all the time?
3: No, I, no, I think I think if you're not like I'm not I'm not saying like if you're having a bad day you should just shut the whole world out and not love people. Right. But if there is a point where you are genuinely feeling so empty that like, it's gonna be too much for you. Right. Yeah. If that makes sense. Not yeah. that not that people or things are too much, but there are just times when like, yeah, we can't give what other people deserve, and if we are to give, then it becomes almost wrong. It's like a chore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I never like I never want the way I love people to be a chore. Yeah. And I think sometimes I get so caught up in wanting to love them and being afraid to say no that I let it become a chore. And then I go and I do that thing that I said I'd do for them, but I'm running on empty and so I can't right. I can't give as much to it as it deserves to be given. Mm. Yeah. That's really good.
0: The chore too of like loving people. It's like I feel like you know, Christian culture has kind of taken that like let's love people with like Okay, that's part of the checklist Mm -hmm. of being a follower. Yeah. But, like you said earlier, it's, like, an opportunity. And, like, we also need to, like, we can't pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. Um, And it comes to the point where, like, we almost put, like, the way that we love people becomes so, like, twisted. Mm -hmm. And, like, we don't love people because of who they are, but because of, like, like, Peyton, you mentioned this earlier to me of, like, like what can I give someone? Like, people are looking for – people want – to love people with the basis of like, what can they give me? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you think are like some things that you feel like if like someone is actually loving you from a perspective of like, what can you give me? What do you think are some of your qualities that people would say you can give me? Um, I word that right. I think so. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I get it. I think like, I don't know. I think one part of my personality that I have to offer is just I would consider myself a very bright and joyful person. And I love that about myself. And I'm thankful that that's a gift that God has given me. But I think that there have been people in my life that have wanted to be my friend and have wanted to love me because they think, oh, that person's happy. Maybe that's where I'll find happiness. Mm. And maybe they don't recognize that or they don't realize it, but it can be a subconscious thing. And, like, like, if you're trying to, like, love me to find happiness, you're not going to find it because you're only going to find that in God. And like, I've had like people before, like, I don't know. Yeah. I've just, I've had that happen before. And that gets tiring because then like, if you're loving a person for that, you're going to start to idolize that. And then it's never going to be enough for you.
0: Right. Because you're not just what gifts you have.
3: Exactly. And on top of that, like, I'm only human. Yeah. Like, you're going
2: to fail somebody at some point.
3: Exactly. And, yeah. I don't know, nothing, if you are expecting things of me that only God can give, I'm going to constantly disappoint you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only is that going to be harmful to your heart, but, like, that's going to be harmful to my heart, you know? Because, One
2: thing that, um, that I've really had to learn recently is that... I don't have the qualities that everybody needs all the time. That there's Like, especially um, volunteering, like, in the youth ministry. Like, there's some people that I want to pour into, but they're looking for a different quality that because of, like, the way that my personality is calibrated, I just simply can't provide for them. Right. Like, I consider myself to be an outgoing person and really passionate, but sometimes they might – and, like, I also consider myself to, like, be able to give wisdom and clarity, but sometimes they need, like – To just observe that and take that more quietly and, Mm -hmm. you know, less intense. And a lot of times, like, I'm not capable of that. And I also, like, have difficulty Mm -hmm. giving people compassion. That's that's something that I've been really working Mm -hmm. at lately. so. I think that kind of understanding our place in the spiritual hierarchy is that like God is so much bigger than us and he can provide so much more than we ever will be able to.
0: Right. And it's like the gifts that you don't have that some people need, Mm -hmm. like you, obviously like you can't teach a dog how to meow, you know, like some dog, like if you need like to hear a bark, go to a dog. Like if you need to hear a meow, go to a cat. Um, Mm -hmm. And like. But what's cool is like I know that was such a stupid illustration. <laughs> if you need a
3: burger, go to McDonald's. Like, I need man, to hear McDonald's. Right <laughs>
0: if you want lettuce on a burger, don't go to McDonald's. Um, but it's true because like um it's it's true. <laughs> but what's cool though is like we keep we can keep going back to the fact that like even if like this person that I want to like rely on doesn't have what I yeah. need, like mm. God does. Like yeah. God yeah. has every possession that like Every need, like, he can fill, fulfill every, every yeah. one of them. Like, yeah. and it's funny how, like, we turn to people when we need something. And, like, when we love people, too, like, we almost are looking for that need. Like, yeah. what mm-hmm. can you give me? Um, like, what can this relationship be about to the point where, like, it fulfills me? Yeah. And it's not yeah. about fulfilling ourselves. It's about fulfilling God's p- purpose and his right. plan yeah. f- to love people as they are.
3: Yeah. Um, and only in doing that are we going to be fulfilled. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think that's so easily forgotten.
0: Like, yeah. my relationship with you, like, you two in general is, like, it's not something I'm, like, I'm benefiting off of. Like, yeah. it's not something that's making well, I mean, me. Well, <laughs>
2: yeah made so much. <laughs> you so No. Like, no, no, no. You're, like, <laughs> like, I'm really getting nothing <laughs> out of this guy. Listen,
0: listen. No, 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 It's not, like, but that's just, <laughs> I said that wrong. Jeez, I know.
2: We get it. Well, no, no, no. It's
0: not, but the thing, it is benefiting me, but it's yeah. not making me, like.
3: It's not glorifying It's not glorifying you. me, exactly. right.
0: At the end of the day, it's, like. The relationships I have with you are like they're so easy because it's not like, oh, what can you guys give me? Yeah. Like like how
2: can you fulfill the only me? thing
0: you guys can give me is people on a podcast. No, i just kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> gotcha.
1: Got Full circle.
0: Full circle. Yeah, there's camera over there. There's camera over there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh
1: man.
0: But it's like when we like the people we love, like, we don't have to like put expectations on them and like put like, you know, like you are here for this purpose. Like, okay. no, like our purpose is together. Like we're yeah. coinciding together mm-hmm. to like spread who we are. Mm-hmm. Um
3: And to glorify God. Like right. my, like my friendship with you two is like, so like one of the most God-centered things
1: yeah.
3: in my life. Like it's, it just comes up so naturally. Like Jesus, I feel like is so present in so many of our conversations and like The fact that that's easy is such a healthy and beautiful thing, and I just, like, love that. Yes. I
2: mean, Jesus was the perfect example about how to love people that are, like, calibrated differently than us. Amen. He, you know, talked to the woman at the well. He, like, ate with the tax collectors and the Samaritans. He dealt with
3: Simon Peter, Peter
2: like, wilded. Peter was probably an Enneagram 7, not going (laughs) to (laughs) lie. No, mm, We'll get into that later. (laughs) But anyway, I mean, if anything, like... He knew the time and a place to love with a purpose, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. He, like, I mean, look at Matthew 28, Sermon on the Mount. Like, that was, that was loving with an agenda, but it was the time for it. When he had everyone yeah. over for dinner, mm-hmm. it's like he wasn't loving trying to get them to believe something. It was loving just because he wanted to. He yeah. wasn't yeah. trying
0: to change them. Exactly. Which kind of goes back into like how do we love people the right way mm. yeah and it's like mm. our goal is not to change people or okay. to fix people or that's not fix, our place right yeah or to be there like i said amen like not to be their moral authority over them we can't we're their moral police like we, we can't, can't
2: be everyone's yeah. holy spirit that's right. not our job yeah, yeah. there was we're something I little there was like a note that mm.
0: i wrote down and it's like when we stop trying to change people and simply love them when we simply try to love them, they actually have a shot at transformation. Yeah. And, like, if we're just constantly getting on people's backs about, like, hey, you're doing this wrong, or, like, hey, like, you're not loving people the way that you should, because then, obviously, like, if we're pointing a finger at them, like, we have yeah. four fingers pointing back at us.
2: Exactly. Yeah. There's um, a godly uh-huh. way to approach confrontation, but w- if that other person isn't a believer, they aren't going to receive that the same way because that's right. not their truth. You right. Know? Yes,
0: it's not their and. truth yet.
2: And just to piggyback off of that, like...
3: To love someone like Jesus does and, like, verbalize that you're doing that is really not going to be of that much help to a believer because they don't resonate with that and they don't understand that, at least yet. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, like, I, like, in high school, I was in theater and you don't, like, there were not that many Christian kids in theater and, like, mm-hmm. so, like, a lot of my closest friends weren't, weren't believers and right. so... I would like talk about God to them, but it's it's foreign to them. It's something they see objectively because Christ isn't in their hearts. Like yeah. I think growing up in the environment we did, it's so easy for Christ to be permeated in like every part of our being. But that's not that's not how other people grew up. And so like to talk to them as if that is how they grew up mm-hmm. isn't seeking to understand them well. Right. And so like I found myself really having to be watchful of that and be that's like, That's us okay. wanting
0: to be understood. Mm-hmm. In yes. A sense.
3: And like it's almost like projecting onto them yeah. in a way. And I don't know, I've, I was convicted a lot of that in high school. I'm like, okay, I need to really focus on how do I just love these people and encourage them and just, like, show them what I mean. Because they're not going to understand me just saying, like, yeah. Like, I, can, I could talk for hours about how Jesus changed my life, and I would willingly do that. But, like, they're not going to understand that unless I show them. I mean...
0: And showing them isn't it always isn't always shoving it down their throat, saying this it's, is what this is how I've changed. This is how I I've would changed. say
3: that's it's never right. Showing them is never shoving like shoving that down their throats. Like
2: showing them the, is making wiser choices in righteousness when you can see that they are making choices that clearly go against God's will. But yeah, it might not be against their will because that isn't what they choose to follow right now.
0: Right.
2: I don't know. I mean, look at it from the reverse side of things, though there's no like agnostic or atheistic person that's walking around like or at least that I've met that's blaring what they believe you know I feel like yeah personally on the outside looking in it's so sad how many believers are the ones that are projecting their opinions in the most outlets that they can yeah without it being asked for like I really don't see that in any other place which saddens me because I mean we should loving is all about loving and quietness you know mm-hmm. loving because you don't have to loving to not get attention on yourself but to provide for yeah. other people what they need yeah loving
0: is in a show like loving is something that you walk through loving like happens over time too
3: Exactly. yeah
0: um like i've i don't think i've ever read a verse like there's a verse in the bible that you know is um go and spread the gospel or like, go out and preach to all nations and stuff like that mm-hmm. but i don't think like in regards to that, it's like go out and like stand on the corner of every street with a picket sign that says God loves you because not everybody's going to receive that Mm -hmm. right away. Yeah. What people do receive is friendship and like
2: genuine relationships
0: walking beside people like doing life together, listening, like Mm -hmm. not trying to force, not trying to love them to get something out of them or to get them to be where you want them to be but loving them regardless if they ever end up where you want them to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, my, I feel like every Christian's heart should be to eventually see everybody, like every knee will bow, every tongue will confess Absolutely. that Jesus is Lord. But mm-hmm. that's we're not there yet, and our yes. job isn't to go out and force it down their throat, but to love them regardless if they ever will.
2: Right. Yeah. And I feel like so many people evangelize as if they're running out of time. Yeah. Which, as yeah. human beings, our bodies might be running out of time because we decay. It's a, an effect from the fall. But God's timing is perfect. Every knee right. will oh, bow amen. and every tongue will confess when God says it's time to. And you can look yeah. at
0: Scripture too. Like Jesus wasn't in a hurry to to love people.
2: Yeah. Like yeah. he
0: was like peace. He was calm. Like, like he ne- like besides when he flipped the table. But like, yeah. but in <laughs> it was re- time. in regards to like you know like there's a gentle spirit when we like yes. genuinely love people for who they are as opposed to like who we want them to be. Yeah. Go
3: ahead. Oh, sorry. It's like it's like the Bible story with the centurion's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our pastors preached on this a few weeks ago. But he talked about, like, they were on the way to save this guy's daughter who was literally dying. And Jesus took the time out of his day to, like, evangelize to this woman who had had, like, a chronic problem for, like, years. how many years? I forget how many Twelve. years. Twelve. Twelve. Twelve years. And, like, the centurion was watching this yeah. and he's like, hey, yo, like, my kid is dying. And Jesus is like, hey, like let like let me do my thing basically and he took his time and delegated it to where it mattered and he dealt with the rest all in perfect timing and like yeah the girl died while jesus was doing this but then he went there and he just took her by the hand and said get right up yeah and she did his timing
2: and mark five it literally translates to like little girl get up which i think that even like the words that jesus used is just so comforting Because Mm -hmm. like you were saying, like Jesus loved with such a gentle spirit and you can see that in every way that he communicated towards people, which I think is just like a really beautiful picture. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, like that's the thing too, is like the relationships that have like, that are, or like the people who have relationships with Jesus that are like lasting and like, um, you know, genuine, real are the ones that like were developed over time. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't just like a one-time thing, and then all of a sudden, I mean, God can work in mysterious ways, and like, God can, you know, if you raise your hand at a church service, like, and you, you know, you say, like, God, you know, say the three questions, and like, answer the three questions, and like, receive God in your heart, like, like, God can work in that, too, but I think God is, like, the God of relationship.
2: It's not our place to to delegate how God can use people.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's like, because then we're asking the question, like, are we the people who are saving people? Or is God the one who's saving people exactly. who's right. saving people because if it's all about a system like, god isn't god isn't in a box like he's not a system mm. god yeah like he does things you know in controversially recklessly
2: exactly yeah. so um <laughs> restlessly restless, restless.
0: steadfast love god
2: <laughs> oh,
0: but that's the thing it's like i don't think i've ever seen someone who like like got who received Jesus by someone going to their door and then like, cause they don't know everything. Like mm-hmm. it's walking beside them, showing them love because yeah. you can't show people love in 10 minutes yeah. and then never see that person again. Yeah.
2: Right. More often than not, whether you are a believer, you've probably heard of a Bible and you've probably seen one if you live in a first world country, at least. I yeah. mean, yeah. within retrospect, everyone in the U S who like lives in like a middle class home has probably heard of what a Bible is, yeah. but whether or not they've had the opportunity or someone has shown them to open that up and really pour into that scripture, that doesn't come with knocking on someone's door that comes with a friendship that comes with hey let's get coffee hey come on over for dinner building that relationship getting to know who they are learning how to love them as a person Mm -hmm. and then later learning to love them as a brother or sister in Christ right yeah
0: I think the goal in life isn't to like love them until they get it yeah but to love them regardless if they get it
1: yeah Mm -hmm. like
0: it's not about whether or not they get it it's about loving them whether they accept him or not
1: yeah right
0: Of course, our heart is not for them to go to hell, but that's not our job for them to decide where they go. Um, Yeah,
2: we can't save people.
0: We can't, no.
3: And I think, like, the beauty of that is in the meantime, like, in learning to understand people, regardless of whether or not their minds will change, like, you learn so much about other perspectives. Like, I, like, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of, like, unsaved friends still who i don't I don't know that they'll ever get saved, and I pray they do one day i don't I don't know that, but like one thing I'm thankful for is like they they have shown me another perspective that I could have never possibly begun to live through or understand because it's just not something I've ever had to go through right with their own circumstances, you know yeah. and that's hard to like look at someone I care about so much and know, hey, like I don't know where they're gonna end up right. but like I'm still so thankful that I've had the privilege to know them as a friend because they've shown me who they are and I've gotten to show them who I am and we've still come to love and respect each other regardless. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's so hard. Like, like, I think faith should be something, I don't know, to a degree, our faith should be something that we're willing to die on a hill on, but we shouldn't be so willing to die on a hill for our faith that we forget to love people in the process of doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, like, our faith should be a steadfast and steady thing but it should never it should never become a wall. Yeah. Yeah. You know like when they talk about the city on a hill like yeah it's well protected it's lit up it's up there but like I believe the city on a hill is open.
2: Exactly. You know? The gates aren't closed to The that gates are yeah. And exactly. a lot of people kind of view it as the city is on a hill and it's looking down on everybody and yeah. it's just kind of projecting oh you're doing this wrong and you're doing this wrong but the way it should be is that you're looking up at it that mm-hmm. is an opportunity yeah you know the city on a hill is a lighthouse not like not a jail not a prison not a jail <laughs> not a pedestal yeah not yeah. i don't know it's not some soapbox you can stand on like exactly yeah. like how many
0: of us like act like we are, we're on the high horse in regards to like people who don't get it
2: you yeah know? no like
3: i i'm convicted of that every day like yeah you guys know like pride is something I've struggled with and I think
2: like
0: I think pride's something we all struggle with. <laughs> oh,
3: let's be real. That's yeah. why it's
2: the most like convicting sin for me is that like there's no individual who isn't prideful at least a bit. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So. yeah. I don't. And that's hard, but there's also a there's there's a there's a beauty to that in knowing we all struggle and knowing like every day is a new chance like god how are you going to humble me today? Yeah. yeah. You know, and right. like how and that's hard, like, when you're trying to, like, be the best example and best reflection of God you can be, it's easy to be like, oh, I'm so cool because I'm, like, set, like, I'm being God's example. I'm salt and light, frick yeah, but, like,
2: it's, like... Beautiful. <laughs> eloquent. John 3, <3:16. laughs> Get out
0: of here. <laughs> salt and light, but, frick yeah. I don't know, like... <laughs> I love that verse. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> I
3: don't know. I think, it, I think it's easy to do that, but I feel like right when you do that is, like... It's, it's right when you miss a point like we shouldn't be loving people and we shouldn't be setting examples and we shouldn't be reflecting God to be a shiny object yeah like yeah
0: sure. seriously though um, I think this is a good kind of end transition but mm-hmm. yeah. I do want to ask one question for all three of us yeah and keep in mind like this is a question, like, I didn't, like, ask you guys to prepare. So it's whatever, like, based on this conversation, wherever your heart is yeah. saying. So, like, yeah. no right, wrong answer or anything. Cool. But, like, what do you think is one way, especially, I mean, it's different because, like, a lot of Christians are not, you know, centered around, like, going to a Christian college, going to church every Sunday. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, like Peyton, for example, being in a worship band, going across, you know, the country doing yeah. things
2: the Midwest. Doing Doing that. That. Yeah, that yeah,
3: I wish it was the, okay, well, the Midwest. You know, well, the farthest I've been is Ohio. <laughs> 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 okay,
2: <well>. <laughs> Exotic. <laughs> Cedar Point, baby. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jungle Jim's <laughs> ever heard of it?
0: Okay, anyway. <laughs> but not all of us are, like, centered around that. Like, some of us are in our Christian bubbles and some of us are not. Yeah. But regardless, like, we're all around people who don't know... -hmm. God don't know the truth, don't know the gospel, anything like that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I guess like the question is like, how can we, who know the truth, who know um, what God says about the world, and uh, in regards to everything that we know scripturally, Mm -hmm. how do we take what we know and still love that those people that don't know it? Like, Mm -hmm. what is like your one thing? Mm -hmm. Like, only pick one because there's so many different avenues that we can take. But like, what's one what's one way that like we can look like love? Actually, I'm just going to call this the challenge of the week. Honestly, yeah, let's go. Challenge of the week is how can we love people who who are not like us, mm. and not love them to get them where we want them to be, but love them regardless of where they are.
2: Yeah, I think that as a believer, I strive to be Christ-like every day, um, and just the biggest like characteristic of Jesus, like while he was on Earth, was just like loving with no boundaries you know Mm -hmm. like loving Mm -hmm. relentlessly because just literally just because like he Mm -hmm. had no rhyme or reason and I think that I like I strive to be like that and I want to be Christ-like and I want to love relentlessly I want to love just because and at every season I might not be capable of that but I think that that's like just been one like continuous part of like my prayer and like my walk with God is like mm. I want people to feel the love like not from me but through me yeah. like, almost Ooh, as yeah. a vessel like I don't want them to feel Mia's love I want them to feel the love of Christ through Mia because yeah. Mia's
0: love isn't always great
2: right yeah. yeah my love you know it has restrictions it's human yeah right yeah
0: what Ooh. about you Peyton? you got one
2: yeah
3: I think one thing that jumps out to me, and, like, one of one of the dearest ideas to my heart that, like, kind of took a long time for me to learn, but once I understood it, it became super valuable to me, is just, like, three words, and that's, like, seeking to understand.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah.
3: Because I think so easily we do get caught up in our own experiences and things that we do know. But, like, when you actually take five seconds and you ask a person about their life and their story, like... I think so often we forget to do that. We just get caught up in, like, fun conversation, which is good. Like, I love to have fun, and I love mm. joking and laughing. But I think, like, as Christians, I think it's a very poignant thing to stop talking and listen for a few minutes. And that's mm. and I will preach, like, to myself here because I literally don't ever shut up, okay? I don't.
0: Pete, you took mine. <laughs> Go
3: ahead. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Tanner. You can... You have a you'll have a completely different perspective on this, I'm sure. Like, sure, okay, but go like ahead. it's the same, <laughs> but like from different places. He's like not really, but okay. <laughs> anyway.
0: I'm really upset with you. That's no, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs>
3: But like the most poignant like friendships that I've had, I use that word a lot today. Um
2: What does that word even mean? Like not gonna lie, like, <laughs> s- like poignant. Stand- like
3: standing out. Like oh like something you can be like, oh yeah, that's like that's different. Like something that just kind of sticks out to you. Unique. Yeah. Okay. Like some of the most unique poignant. and most Thanks, Tanner, yeah. Some of the most unique friendships I've had are the ones where I've taken the time to hear people's perspective. And, like, that's not always easy because it means sometimes they're not going to like the way that I live and they're not going to like the way I view things and I might not agree with the way they live. But, like, because I sat down and I heard their story, I understand them. Yeah. And it softens my heart towards them, which I think is... I know, that's just super important to yeah. keep your heart soft for those who are different than you. Because that's hard, yeah. especially yeah. when you, you'll you see people sometimes not really understanding you and making, like, ignorant comments, as we all
2: do. Right. You know? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Just compassion. Like, yeah. That's the root Don't of be ignorant. Like, like, that's the biggest thing that, like, I have, like, found myself to just be very, like... I'm an Enneagram 3, so I have a hard time connecting my heart and my head. Mm-hmm. Like, my emotions are very, like very distant from each other, like logic and reasoning versus like driven by emotion. It's very difficult to decipher those things for me. And because of that, I struggle with a lot of having empathy. Like I can find myself very unempathetic for people and it hurts people that are close to me. And so I feel like someone whose spiritual gift is just genuine compassion, like understanding comes along so much more with that. So like Mm -hmm. praise God for people like that.
0: Yeah. Um, I would say mine is it's paint and took it.
2: Um, <laughs> Sorry.
0: No. Um, I think so many times, like, I want more so than not to be right. Ooh, and yeah. so to the point where, like, if people, like, don't, people who don't know uh, what I know are like, no, I'm, I'm going to reword that because that sounded really arrogant. But, like, what, in retur- in regards to my relationship with Jesus... And if people don't understand that, I want more so if they don't understand what I understand. Like I want to be right, and I want to show them what's right. Yeah. And be like, oh, actually, like that's not what this word means. And like, instead of doing that, like I just want to like listen, even yeah. if it's not what I agree with, or because mm-hmm. re- mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're we're not called we're not called to like agree with everyone yeah. on everything, but mm-hmm. we're called to love them and yeah. respect them and respect <laughs> where they are. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think one of my things is, like, I just want to listen.
2: And respect God's design for their personality, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, God has them in the spiritual season that they're in for a reason. Right. And Ooh, they yeah. might not be, like, um, like on the track to eternal security in heaven, but, you know, that's not really, at the end of the day, our place to decide for them. Right. So. Yeah.
0: We don't have to be the police to understand, like, yeah. hey, mm-hmm. you're actually, like, you're actually not in line with what God thinks. Like, yeah. Cause at the end of the day, like we all have a, a screwed up mindset, cause mm-hmm. we're human and we're broken, we're yeah. fallen. Yeah. But like my goal isn't to like correct them. Like I think that's my challenge of the week is like I don't want to correct people. Yeah. Like I want mm-hmm. to listen, and I like what you said. I want to seek to understand and mm-hmm. like understand like why do you think that about God? Why like what's your or what's your you know church background? And like why do you think the way you do about this? Like. Yeah. I want more so to listen and ask questions than like point them to the answers mm-hmm. and try to fix them. Mm-hmm. Cause that's not what love is. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. nobody has ever felt loved by telling them what to do, yeah. mm-hmm. but to show them, Hey, this is a better way to live.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so yeah. Hey, thank you guys for, you know, coming on the show um, yeah. Yeah. for being here. Um, I appreciate your guys's friendship so much. Like, this is like mm-hmm. off the topic, or kind of like <laughs> off the record thing, but like I'm gonna oh. keep it in there. But like, Yay. I appreciate you guys so much. Like, you guys have been such good friends in like hard seasons, good seasons, and stuff. And yeah. uh, you guys determined, or you guys, uh, like the word I would define you guys is as, as like, like steadfast, like faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, steadfast, not reckless. <laughs> 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 Should I just explain that story real quick?
1: Yeah, <laughs> please do. Okay, and then,
0: and then we're gonna cut it off. But so. <laughs> First time I ever uh led worship at, at my at my church, um it was I was singing the song Reckless Love and we were introducing Corey it.
2: Asbury, Corey song. Asbury, great song. Corey Asbury, great song. Corey Raspberry.
0: <laughs> Corey <laughs> Raspberry <laughs> Dude, I was I was taken off guard by that one. Holy cow. Okay, all right. So the song, I don't know if you guys are familiar, it's by Corey Raspberry. And he,
1: <laughs> uh. All right.
0: Anyway, I was like, <laughs> give me a sec. All right. <laughs> oh dang it! Shut up, Apple Watch. Uh,
1: was I was scary. I was
0: introducing. We were introducing the song "Reckless Love" by Corey Raspberry, and we were and right before the head uh, worship pastor lead worship pastor was like hey um <clears throat> we might have to change the word from reckless to steadfast so just a heads up and i'm like are you kidding me cuz you know like reckless is such a controversial word yeah. but con- you know reckless also means adventurous you know out of the ordinary uh, yeah. which is exactly what god's love is but uh anyway uh, <laughs> but we're
2: sorry we're sorry yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> Oops.
0: But I had to, but I didn't have to change the word. But it's just a running joke of calling yeah. reckless instead of, or calling it steadfast <laughs> instead of reckless. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Corey Raspberry,
2: uh, if you hear this, you, yeah, one day, I apologize. Corey Raspberry, we are so sorry. <laughs>
0: we love you, man. We love you. We love your, you know, we're, we're <laughs> tearing down walls. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for
1: love being you here.
3: Later. Sure thing.